Comic Hour with your hosts, Andrew Bonner and Chris Ramos. Tonight, we cover Thor by Jason Aaron. The God of Thunder. Yes. Um, in excitement and preparation for the upcoming Thor God and Thunder movie that comes out this weekend. And we're so excited to be talking about it and excited that some of Jason Aaron's run from Thor, um, his epic, like, run that he did this like 20 volume epic storyline that's bigger than life we're excited to start talking about that because we've seven been years to cover it seven yes. years of seven stories years that's how long it's got like <laughs> what is when you're thinking about like a seven-year run nobody does that really anymore it was the thing you know probably prior to I don't know, the mid-2000s, I guess, maybe. I mean, you look at, yeah, like the Brubaker on Captain America or, you know, some of the other, were on Daredevil and, you know. Yeah. Um, who was Jeff Johns on Green Lantern. Lantern. I mean, yeah, those are some of the big There's big just runs. a few that have gone over five years, I think. I yeah, mean, just you can, you're that. starting to be able to like, count those down. Yeah. So for, you know, this to be able to start to talk about it, it's it's a... It's a big challenge to us, but we're we're gonna try to pump it up a bit. Yeah. Kind of distill it all down, down into what was the comics and you know what we're kind of like looking forward in the movie. The movie's coming out uh, this weekend. We're excited to see it. And Thor is the first, like, or at least uh for like a solo series, like this is like the first Marvel run like movie series that had four movies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like been in see. I think total of nine movies. Uh, Even Marvel Chris Hemsworth movies. was like, I didn't expect to play Thor this long, but yeah, which is awesome. And I don't think he's Keep him on. opposed the idea to like not do it. I think he's like, yeah, I'll be part of it, sure. Well, I don't know. You know, Captain America passed his shield, and now you think Thor is passing? Yeah, I mean, passing something. I will like, see one original member of like the. The core Avenger group, I guess, like still involved. Yeah, in like I mean, that. you can't have Thor go away because that you know even this story kind of picks on, uh, picks up on that part of the storyline is that there will always be a Thor. Absolutely. That's what they're saying. It, Thor is a part of the pantheon. He's the god of thunder. There will always be a Thor. It's yeah. kind of like saying, well, we're gonna just not have the oceans. You know, there's always exactly. Has to be. It's uh, it's like a fundamental part of the Marvel universe. Yes, is <laughs> yeah. a force of nature. For sure. And, you know, it's still super awesome to see that Thor is like a part of like the Marvel Universe and stuff. And his comics are still relevant today. Um, Thor came out in um, August of 1962. So we're getting on like what the 60 year anniversary. Yeah. Yeah, And it came out in Journey into Mystery when it was called like that. Journey into Mystery 83. So it's pretty cool how... Donald Blake, that was the God of Thunder. He tapped his stick and yeah. said, I am God of Thunder. Whoever's worthy to hold this hammer is now the God of Thunder. He so. was the original. And, Milner. Uh, <laughs> you know, break away from the superheroes. Because if you think about when that was coming out, yeah. um, Kirby and Stan Lee and everyone still was writing, you know, actual tip, you know, standard superheroes. And then right. they had to like, jump their mind over into yeah. like mythology and just yeah. totally different uh, uh, scenery, totally different characters and, and just figure out how do we write someone that's not human, exactly. but still human sort of. Exactly. You know, like and Norse mythology in like the sci-fi world or, you know, magic or in comics, it wasn't really explored at that time. So it was cool to like start seeing what those ideas look like and how can we adapt those to Right. Well, and I always thought it was kind of cool. Like once they 
once they said, all right, we're going to start writing about established gods that are part of the human mythology. Like yeah. they weren't just making up the Hulk and they weren't mm -hmm. making up Spider-Man. They, yep. they were saying, okay, now we're going to actually say that these gods are real and they're in the Marvel universe. Yeah. I mean, there comes a point, you know, like remember Hercules was in the Avengers and things. Yeah. It's like, there <laughs> just comes kind of a little bit of an afterthought. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, we should have like, let's do like the, the Greek pantheon. Too. Let's put them in there too. Yeah. So at, I, at least saying, Hey, you know what? We're going to um, bring a part of our earth, like our, our actual mythology as humans and saying like, now it's also going to be oh. in Marvel Comics sure. world, you know. I thought and that I was mean, kind of weird. Thor's been running ever since. He hasn't had too many breaks. Um, there's been such great writers as Stanley and Jack Kirby on it. Walter Simonson is oh. has a remarkable run on the character. That probably, yeah. He he probably he wrote for a long time. Too. Yeah, he wrote for a very Forever. long time. Yeah, there's a great omnibus out of that. Um, Dan Jurgens is one, another name that comes to mind. He had a very grandiose and. Him and um, uh, there was a couple other writers during that time that they did like a Ragnarok story, which was inspired by the last movie. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. so it's been cool to see all these ideas from all these writers that have touched Thor just coming to the big screen and being celebrated for their work, even though they maybe should get a little more credit for what they did. Um, it's still really cool to see that. And now Donny Cates is like on it. Yeah. <laughs> He's doing his whole weird thing. And um, everybody likes to play in that sandbox. So what we want to do for this podcast is, number one, um, talk about the storyline that is somewhat uh, taken from the comics and translated into the screen. Uh, most of the Marvel movies are somewhat related to actual comic book storylines. Yes. Even Adapted. if they just, yeah, yeah, picked a little piece here, taken a little part there. Sure. Um, you know, a lot of TV shows and, and even movies that have come out for, uh, uh, like the CW and D DC comics things. I always have people ask like, what part of this is in the comics? It's like, well, a little bit a of this, little bit, a little yeah. Like I mean, most of those of, uh, characters are sixty to eighty years old. So sure. to say, you know, what part of a Batman comic was taken into this movie? It's like, a, there's a lot of and, history. Uh, there's a sure. lot to take from, but uh, it appears that this next Thor movie, Thor: um, Love and Thunder, is almost directly taken from this main Jason Aaron storyline, obviously with Gore, yeah. the God Butcher. Exactly. And the the biggest thing, I guess, the, their Marvel's good job, or at least the MCU's good job of like rolling over like, hey, we're going to you know continue these plot threads from the last movie or the last time you saw Thor, and then we're going to bring him back, we're going to wrap up those plot lines and kind of transition to mm -hmm. where he's going next. Which last time we seen him was like hanging out with the Guardians of the Galaxy at like the end of Endgame because yeah, he was yeah. doing like some soul searching. <laughs> yeah. So well, and he's you know, we get to see him in the trailer as Fat Thor still or Bro Thor, however you want to call it, and just kind of finding his place in the world again because obviously Ragnarok happened, Endgame happened, his world's been turned upside down. Yeah, and I I <laughs> I think Thor when they first came out with Ragnarok, everyone was like what the heck is this? Like yeah. it took such a big leap from the character as far as like the seriousness of the character. Absolutely. Like, like the director of uh, Takiyo Aditi or yeah. how are you call it? Taika Waititi. Yeah, that's not, <laughs> that's not better pronunciation. Um, he did such a, a great job of reinvigorating that character because yeah. there's been a couple other directors that were trying to stay through the, to the mythology part, which was great. 
But the MCU itself around it, it was they like that humor approach, but they also like expanding that world. Like, how yeah. can we? Good point. I mean, if they really, really pushed the like myth mythology part of it and like made it yeah. like a Clash of the Titans kind of thing, right? That's almost going back to the classic. Uh, yeah, I think that would have. It was good for one movie, and they tried to do it in a second movie, and there were some good thing, elements to it, but really, audiences yeah. were like. I think it would have alienated yeah. a lot of people. It would just be like a, the the wrong tone. Yes, you know they kind of want Marvel movies to be a little lighter. Yeah, um, some of the other movies out are a little darker, so they're like, okay, let's just make this as you know not playful but sort of like if he wants to take on human characteristics you would imagine that he would have taken on the the sort of free-for-all feeling of humans and and just not be so serious I absolutely suppose. and that character development you know it has to grow from somewhere yeah and it also has to be relatable to, to people and chris well. hemsworth did a great job absolutely so. i i can't think of many other people who would you know keep with that role and and be true to it so He's awesome. <laughs> so this storyline actually is, starts. Um, where do I have here? Where do I have Thor, God of Thunder? Yes, number one, which was twenty fifteen. Sure, Am I right. And with I that? guess be, just as we're going into it, how did you read this comic, Kratos? So I kind of like pieced it together. So the the, the biggest thing with this is, um, it's it's gained popularity and it's been pretty popular as a comic book for at least three years now, like pretty solid, right? Because they really started collecting. Even when it first came out, it was obviously really popular. But then as they started coming out different formats, uh, collectors yeah. like us were like, well, what's the best way to collect? Because they kept coming out different ways to do it. Right. They're like, here's just regular trade paperbacks and here's all single issues and all digital and all complete collection. And how about uh, the Marvel? Um, right. Yeah. This uh, series was first starting to come out in 2013. Yeah. So, so they just pieced they just it all over. Get all the other. And that um, the omnibus for this, which is we always like to talk about the omnis, is that, you know, hey, get your omnibus if you can. Um the omnibus for this didn't even come out till like last year, right? No, it just came out this last month. The first omnibus. Oh, 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 yeah, the twelve hundred yes. page one. Yeah, yeah. So and that you know that took so long to come out, and Marvel's been kind of toying around with the idea of doing it. My community finally said, "Hey, where is this?" And I think just because the movie was coming out, and there's still a lot of publicity and a lot of respect for Thor, they're like, "Oh, we'll finally put it out." But right now, that omnibus is like. People are just nabbing it up left and right. So if you can get a copy, absolutely go for it. Yeah. And, you know, I read this um, as the little uh, standard hardcovers they put out, the premium hardcovers, they call them. It was a good way for them to promote their digital product and still give you a hardcover. They, cover, they each cover like six issues a piece. And I have a lot. <laughs> I read, um, I have the complete collection volume Which one. Is also another way to go. Yeah. It's, it's a paperback, it. but it's also, um, has 18 issues in it. So yeah, it's a it's pretty a lot thick of paperback. Buck. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, it's priced at $40, but it's, uh, Thor God of Thunder one through 18. Yeah. And either, either of these ways, whatever is affordable and a way to pick up the book and just read it, I think you should go for it. And we, I think we both recommend this series. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then I read the, the, the other majority of it on Comixology. Yeah. Um, it, which was just 
more accessible for me and it's a little more portable. So I was able to read it on and off and, exactly. you know, at night and yeah. things. And it's just well, like, it if you don't easier. have every single little collection or completed collection, it's still got to interweave, you know, digital. Yeah. And that's, you know, if it was such take- a big series, uh, I mean, it'll take a little bit to, for the whole series to come out in omnibus format, but yeah. And for most of this too, like I always, I always kind of like to spread the idea of if you want to read a, a, a run, like you, you see a storyline, like, um, Oh, I don't know, like uh, Hickman's Adventures, yeah, Avengers or something. Sure. It, you know, I always tell people, don't wait till every little piece is in in play. I know a lot of people yeah. are like real completists and they want to make sure they have everything lined up exactly. And then they're like, I'm sure. going to read this pile now and it's exactly how it should be. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, start reading it. Then, you know, get it digital. Stop by your library. Be surprised. The, the library yeah. has a tremendous amount of books. Absolutely. Try to see what that is. Do a little research. Find something at you know, maybe online or you know, a great resource we yeah. recommend that's so through your library. It's 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 okay to kind of read it like that if you don't mind jumping formats, obviously. Yeah. But or if you just want to see what, what the the feel of it is, what the pacing is like, what the writer voice voices on the art. Um, definitely a great way to try it. Just out. jump in, just start yeah. it. Excellent's yeah. kind of like that too. Or you could there's yeah, <laughs> it's like where do, where do we start? Oh my gosh, just pick a place and start. And then you can always go back and forth too. So in Thor number one, yes. uh, you are introduced to a, a young Thor, a Thor from long ago. Yes. Uh, which is really, really cool to see is that, you know, right away they put it in your mind that Thor, um, I don't want to say eternal, but like Thor was at one time a young Thor. Yeah, this is eight eight hundred ninety three AD yeah. <laughs> in uh, Earth, the western coast of Iceland. Yeah. So we're embracing uh, Thor's Viking and Nordic roots. And he is sort of leading a team um, of adventurers. And it's it's kind of cool because he has like Stormbreaker. He has the has like an old long-handled axe that he's using. Yeah. And yeah, Yarnborn. Yeah. Name I can say. <laughs> and he just he just acts younger. He's just oh and everything he does is like um fearless and and just jumps in sure and so they you get the idea right away that thor has built a reputation amongst these nordic raiders in the baltic sea that they're like no nothing can stop thor um and this is the first time he runs into gore the god butcher yeah and this was kind of warning of like there was a fellow god that he kind of knew distantly that was like Oh, we can't. What do you see when you look into his eyes? He was a god. <laughs> and then, but uh, he was also like killing all these gods. And he's like, did you know so-and-so? Yep, they're gone. <laughs> so he's like, oh, this is a big problem. <laughs> yeah, so Gore is just one of those villains that just shows up out of nowhere. And Enough to build a funeral pyre. <laughs> yeah, and, there, and, there's, and there's nothing that Thor really, I mean, Thor's really actually fighting for his life at that yeah, point. Yeah, when he's young, you know, um, a challenge. That's not a. That's a pretty big challenge for him, and he's like, "Oh, I can handle this." And he's very. Um, he always just jumps headfirst and everything. Yes. Anyway, yeah. Yep. Now for Gore, his his look I thought was cool. He's kind of got like, uh, like, what like almost a kangaroo back legs, sort of. Yep. You know, like like you'd see like a like devilish back legs that have sort of right. that like reverse kneecap. Uh, like big wide feet and he has uh, uh, black just inky black all over him as you realize that's part of like his power yeah his weapon yeah yep and he can kind of control and so it's not just him 
which he mostly looks like I mean he has doesn't have any armor or anything like that, nope. but he's he's mostly just like a naked monster. Yeah, yeah. The, he's humanoid. On the internet, as he resembles uh, Voldemort. Yeah, yeah. Which I, <laughs> and that's why I guess the in the movie they decided not to like erase his nose because yeah. they didn't <laughs> want to like, comic is look like, yeah. Voldemortish. Yeah, and he's played by Christian Bale, which is super great to see Christian Bale come into the Marvel MCU yes. and do like a villain role on top of that. That's huge. Yeah, and and for him to add the, his his acting, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Well, yeah, I can't wait. So Thor, so it's kind of you get also right away the first issue. It jumps forward in time, back in time, forward in yes. time, present day, and it says like many millennia from now. And you're like, yeah. oh wow, okay. Right. So Jason Aaron, he's starting out by introducing us to young Thor um, that's very robunctious and carefree and everything. Modern day Thor, where he's kind of wise and everything. Modern day Thor has Mjolnir at this Mjolnir, time. Mjolnir, yep. And then far distant future Thor, which is King Thor at that time. And he's kind of at the end. Missing of his eye, <laughs> yeah. you know, like Odin. And he's, yep. he's very old, but you can and tell super he's wise, just got battle that. battle hardened and, and uh, kind of... Almost a diffused attitude, and it takes a lot for him to overcome that. Yeah, he's got like that thousand mile stare, yeah, you know, just which like is people coming super back. Super cool because he kind of took on the characteristics of his father, but also kind of just going through all of his experiences. I don't want to be my dad, but I am my dad. <laughs> but I am his son. Um, so he's kind of falling into some of those um, tropes that he went through. And, you know, you, you do get the idea that as a god, like, um, there could be something out there that's stronger than gods. Yeah. And, you know, which is above that and be beyond villain? anybody's yeah, right. apprehension. You start getting like cosmic level. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, would that be a villain? Would that be, but, you know, if someone really was stronger than the gods pantheon and decided that he was sick of gods yeah. trying to rule the. Yeah. Galaxies, that was kind of the big the selling point of this villain was he's very. He doesn't like religion. He thinks uh, gods are overrated. And he, because something happened to him in his past, we won't spoil that for you, but he's he's been wrong. He's like, oh, I'm fed up. I'm going to kill them all. So it's like, whoa, that's pretty dark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's jumping all over time too, which is yeah. kind of cool that he at least hooks up with the time lords and kind of yeah. realize. So, he's, so you get the idea that he is really really smart so he's not just like a not tank a, you know a, he's a just very, not, he's not one-dimensional villain he's right thinking about the long game yes and thinking about like how can i really effectively stop this from ever happening right he's he's very meticulous he's just a great villain that thor needed because eventually you get sick of like fighting loki hella um uh like the berserker guy um yeah, the Executioner and Surtur and things like that. So it was really cool that Jason Aaron came up with his own villain and figured mm -hmm. out a new angle that you can introduce to Thor. Well, and that's, I think, what was so enticing to the movie's portion of it. Because yeah, absolutely. in the movie, they not only want to get someone that is uh, an intellectual villain, yeah, um, but one that's somewhat humanoid. They're not just like fighting like this you know, the darkness or the yeah, void or something, right, you know, yeah. like, you know, you still want to actually connect with a, a being that you can at least maybe 
reason with or a little bit. You sure. Know, like everyone likes the villain. That, I'm sure like, it'll be a little Shakespearean, you know, having yeah. that conversation, which will be great between Hemsworth and, and Christian. <laughs> yeah, there's always a thing you see that like sometimes people start like siding with the villain. So they're yeah. like, oh, we got to change the, you know, <laughs> yeah. change the plot point here and have them like do something really terrible. Absolutely. So it was so cool just to see that that dialogue. And, you know, this doesn't just end in one fight. They dra- They They fight for like, three two to three volumes at least and it really challenges thor and makes him work harder it's it's the classic trope of yeah he has to work harder than he's ever worked before he's got to find a new way to kill us yeah so and (laughs) and he's always like where is the butcher of gods he's just always saying that yeah Um, absolutely and he even gets like ptsd like from fighting him he's like yeah because that's i think his future self is like Oh, I try to defeat him. I can't I'm scared of him. If I do anything, he's going to come after me. And, you know, it takes a lot for those guys to get together and do something. So, you know, to me, when I'm reading through a comic, I always try to think of like, what is the overarching theme? You know, right. what's like, what's the feeling that they want you to get? Because obviously it's cool to have some battles in there and it's cool to have characters that we know. Um, but like for this one, it was like, number one, what is it? What does it mean to Thor? Like if other gods are dying, what does he care? Sure. You know? And it's just kind of like, even though Thor is Asgardian and he's also human and he cares about all of Midgard and he cares about all of the, on the same token, he's, he is a God. And that's yeah. like, puts him in another whole category sure. that he cares about. It's kind of like saying like, you're a doctor. And if someone started like, hunting doctors you would be like oh no like (laughs) i'm a doctor and so he he's like saying he needs to stop this it's just inherently thor that he needs to stop and i also picked up that maybe he's facing his own morality because he thought he was so tough and Mm. mortal and not a lot of things could hurt him and so just to humble him a bit i think that that addressed that issue yeah there really wasn't ever a point where thor was um you know Thor always uses brute strength, just like, you yeah. know, Hulk That's, and a lot of other Yeah, things. he's a big Hulk smash yeah. man. <laughs> he's like, so I'm just going to jump in and then to say that, like, that's not working. Yeah. And you need to figure out another way. Um, it is cool to see that he does figure out another way. But at the, at the same time, um, I guess you get the idea that he at one time felt un worthy yeah and that's yeah. like i guess that's the, a whole other story. that's the catalyst yep. you have to think about that too it keeps it in the back of his head that's yeah. in the movie they're addressing that too that thor feels unworthy yeah you know um from the last movie uh he couldn't keep asgard safe and you yeah know, that, that weighs on him absolutely yeah definitely you know i think that was the start of like infinity war and endgame that was such a big mm-hmm. issue on his mind that's that's why he left earth he's like i gotta go find myself again Things like that. But another cool thing I liked in the, the first two, like the first storyline is that they address prayers to Thor oh, and right. things like that. And kind of going back to his like uh, his Viking roots and how as young or Thor, and I mean, not so much a modern day, but you know, when that was still a big thing, like people would pray to their gods and their gods would might answer. <laughs> well, Thor would just join in on, <laughs> he would help out. He's like, Hey, all right. And you know, he'll be a Viking and live it up with the crowd and everything after he, goes on his quest or things like that, asking for help. But I like that throughout Jason Aaron's thought run, he's um, 
he's addressing those younger Thor days or that mythology aspects of it and kind of builds up, you know, builds some background, whether it's all factual or kind of just made to made a feel for comics. It was, it was a cool angle that he went with because he didn't have to do that, but yeah. it makes it flush out the character. Well, and it kind of shows too that even though, um, pantheons of gods, whether they're Greek, whether they're, um, you know, Aztec yeah. or, you know, European or, you know, anything like that, that there, there becomes this sort of ebb and flow a little bit. There's like a, there's like a, a timeline that they follow and and for Thor to sort of fall out of thought for a while doesn't yes. mean that he was fall out of like favor. Yeah. It just means that people weren't actively thinking about him, mm-hmm. but, but some parts of the world were. Yeah. So, uh, to say that you need this constant worship, it was not like a big issue. It was, it was mostly just saying that, you know, you believe there's protectors out there for you. Yeah. He doesn't want to like lose that part of it. Absolutely. And he always saw himself as he could never lose. He was always, you know, the top of the, you know, like I'll, I'll jump in and everything will be good. So when Gore kind of like put him in his place, he's like, he's like, Oh, well now, you know, you put a little a little doubt into someone. Exactly. It's like someone who's bulletproof and they go through the whole life bulletproof. And then one day a bullet passes through them and they're like, Oh, what happened? Their foundation is shaking. Yeah. Right. And it's like hard to snap out of that. Yeah. So I, it definitely challenged Thor in all aspects. And I think that was really cool of Jason Aaron to just come up with that. Before we move on to the next part, I want to touch really quick on the artist that was on this first run, Asad Ribic. Yes. Oh, Asad Ribic. I don't know if he did much before this run, but it was definitely highlighted. Yes. And awesome. he was, it's such a, a brilliant style. How would, how would you describe it? So it's like you almost get, um, I, I guess I want to go back to, I don't want to reference too many things outside <laughs> of okay. this podcast, <laughs> but like uh, uh, Love and Robots, you know, there's like a, yeah, there's, there's I love that show. Yep, like CG. Yep. And, and, you know, the CG idea is that some CG uh, even in like um, the Marvel movies, some of it is like trying to blend into reality. So they use yeah. it really subtly and you, you mm-hmm. don't even notice it, right? Yeah. Like when people are driving down the street and there's like cars that are CG'd in, like you don't even think about it. You just yeah. think like they're real cars, right? But then when you try to draw something that's like totally foreign or something that's totally out of this world, it, sometimes it just sticks out because it's like it's too foreign, right? This art, I think, is like borderline realistic. You kind of follow, you fall into like the yeah. the characters and the expressions and the and you forget that it's comic book art a little bit. Right. He's trying to make, he's trying to ride that line of like realistic anatomy versus yes. like lighting and darkness and like yeah. And the colors are all, I mean, whoever's the colorist on this is yeah, amazing too. Um, um, we have Dean White and yeah, Ives Strokavia or whatever. That yeah. makes a huge difference in this. So so this art is not traditionally like inked. It's yes. not like black. You right. know, it's just mostly the colors that filled in. There's no like like crazy outlines to it. That's it's just, true. It's just yeah. one color block going up against another color block and it just works. It just works right. really, and really good. And his covers are like, I don't know, movie worthy. <laughs> yeah. Or very cinematic and kind of sets the tone of what you're going to read. But they're like, I mean, 
So I mean, if you look that. at his covers, they're not they're not black outlines of everything. They didn't no. get like a sharpie and just sort of go around every line. It's like they used the environment to just sort of build it in your head. It's, and it, it so sets good. this perfect tone of just giving you this authentic feel of this, this Viking and nor- North like mythology feel, and uh, just does really well like the contrast between Thor and Gore. Um, and his um, fight scenes are really really great yeah. too because it's just constant um movement and just they don't it's not even like actual bolts of thunder it's like just yeah like uh like uh this scene here it's like like almost a page separation yeah no it's uh which is really unique to see honestly look up some panels of it It, and then occasionally it shows like some of the pencils behind it so it is kind of cool to see it's almost like a like a watercolor effect you pick up some of the background um shading and you can see that someone really took their time i mean it's just mm-hmm. it it is great very well thought out in great detail and all the characters are really distinct as well so um kudos to asad rebic he was one of the yeah first um artists that were on this line so love it <laughs> and then i guess we so that's a part of this long epic journey of uh jason aaron's thor and they after the end of this part we start introducing the story of Jane Foster. Yes. And so Jane Foster, as you may know from movies, is Natalie Portman's character. And her her and um, uh, Dr. Dr. Blake, um, the original Donald, Donald Blake. That's Donald it. Donald Blake. I was getting there. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Blake and Jane Foster, they were they were like the first starting characters in Thor's series and you know they are they weren't like involved or anything, but they were kind of boyfriend girlfriend a little bit, you know, kind of this teasing romance over issues and issues and issues and things like that. On and on, on again, off again. So it was really cool to circle back to that idea of classic Jane Foster coming back to Thor comics. She was like his connection to actual humanity. humanity. Yeah. And she knew he was Thor. um, And it just sort of helped to even ground her again to be like, you are human, but a God. And you also have to go do godly things every once in a while. And, you know, when he was gone, she was always thinking like, well, geez, I mean, will I ever be able to relate to that portion of him? Exactly. And even though like in the comics, and even the movies, like Donald Blake isn't really much of a thing anymore. Um, it's still, they use reference it maybe a little bit here and there, but to see their relationship build and co new boundaries, I guess, in this, in this <laughs> epic run was really cool and um, just very thought provoking what Jason Aaron did with this. Yeah, the uh, Jane. So, so Jane. You might get into spoiler territory. Yeah, we're gonna there. we're gonna try to be really careful about this. Yeah, so, but uh, but there's a few <laughs> things that people no. Number one, Jane became a doctor. Yes. Uh, number two, Jane got cancer, and yeah. so she is she's actively fighting cancer, um, which was pretty monu- monumental in comics. I mean, yeah, it does happen. Like the Captain Marvel was one of the early. Like mm-hmm. um, characters that they start addressing cancer with, mm-hmm. um, that was one of the big ones that I can and I'll think about. But there's a few characters, but Marvel really takes their time if they're going to address cancer. They're going to incorporate in the character. They're going to really take their time. Yeah, and it has to be meaningful. It has so, to be meaningful. so for Jane, it's like that sort of emphasized the f- human frailty yes. of her. So even though Thor is 
as we've seen with the gore um, storyline, uh, jumping millennia into the future, yeah. you know, there, there's, a, there's always a Thor. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you realize that Jane is, is kind of following, unfortunately, a path that most humans do take. Right. And meanwhile, uh, back at Thor, um, he, he has part of another storyline where he becomes unworthy. unworthy. Yeah. And he loses. It a, it's basically the, that crisis of faith that he was going through in the movies. Well, it was kind of taken to an extreme. Yeah. <laughs> so so in the comics, he dropped his hammer on the moon. Yeah. And he couldn't pick it back up. Yeah. The hammer From original went sin. Yeah. Original Ooh. sin. Another storyline. Another whole Jason, story. That was written by Jason Aaron as well. Oh, yeah. The whole run. Yeah. Yeah. So that was one of his early Marvel events that he got to work so on. So it's kind of one of those things you should read with Should we? It, does it? Pick it up. Do you need it? Could you read it in a snaps page? Probably. Yeah. But is it cool just to read it? Um, I thought I yeah. enjoyed it. It was uh, fine. Um, I think it's Steve Epting. I think that's how you pronounce it. He was yeah. on the Captain America. He did the art for that series. Oh, okay, okay. okay. So he was, he was super cool to just look at that art. Yeah, oh, it's. So it, I thought it was fine. I read it. Some people didn't like it. I was like, I okay, was, I'm fine I with it. I thought it was good too. Yeah. It was good. It was like a spy story. Yeah, it was kind you of. You take it with it. They they use that storyline and a lot of other storylines, so it's kind of nice to just have that yeah. knowledge of it. So so sure. I would say look it up. Yeah. Um, but so Thor drops his hammer on the moon and he can't pick it up and he sits there for it was there's like a story like for months or whatever you know he yeah. keeps trying to pick it up and even Odin comes down and like he all of the Asgard either. comes up yeah. and says like what is happening and well, the, almost that contest from the movie they yep. kind of a little bit would work yeah Milner would just would not accept that and. Yes. Uh, that's, you know, so that's sort of like the trajectory of Thor. He became unworthy and he needs to go figure out something else. Absolutely. And, uh, while the hammer is sitting on the moon quietly, um, Jane, uh, you find has been teleported to the moon. Yeah. Calls to her is teleported to the moon through the help of, uh, Heimdall, right? Uh, I think it was more like Mjolnir did that on its own. To get her there? Yeah. Oh. Because I don't think it was all... My maybe hemmed like maybe a little said, bit. So then she went and you she... find out Mjolnir throughout this run is more than what it is. Yes. And so she is called to it, goes to the moon, and picks it up. Yeah, and becomes... The Mighty Thor. The Mighty Lady Thor. Yes. Um, it was also cool during this point where um, Thor's mother, um, Lady Freya, um, becomes more of a, a main character as well. Versus yeah, just had a seeing lot of all story. Odin all the time. There was yeah. a point where Odin disappears from the action, so she had become the All Mother. Whoa, that was a big fundamental shift for yeah. Asgard. And so when he comes back, there's this whole epic back and forth between who's right, who's wrong, and it gets <laughs> it gets intense. Yeah, and women and men, and yeah, like and, you know, absolutely. where's the paradigm shift and sort of kind of what's been happening a lot in movies and things too is just you know. There's this shared responsibility and this shared it was a leadership cool to tackle. Though. Yeah, like, and why not throw it in? I mean, the story needed becomes to like have a that integral care supporting character. Well, like with figure. Lady Thor taking yeah. place of Thor. Yeah, uh, it was such a cool you know that. having a male dominated comic like you know bring forth Lady Thor. Yeah, and um, and like Thor's mother. So that was super cool to see that happen and what what new character dynamics can come out of it. So. So Lady Thor is is a great great character. A lot of people will reference the old What If comic yes. from when Jane Foster. It's like What If Jane Foster lifted 
the yeah. hammer of Thor. It's yeah. like, and they're right she became in those volumes as well. Yeah, and it's like, well, she looks pretty much how they did here. So yeah, so it is another. You know, I think it's just another call out to Marvel. Is that Marvel? Of course, the Marvel writers know their history. They yeah, just know absolutely. it, and there's storylines out there, and there's there's uh, stories in between panels and stories where you know, characters disappear for a year and you're like, well, what happened during that year? Well, some other writer in the future will figure that out. So it is cool that they have these little spots that they can fill in. So this is one of them. Uh, Jane Foster lifts the the hammer of Thor and uh, it kind of changes the inscription on the hammer a little bit. Yep. Uh, Yeah. uh, Whoever holds this hammer, if she were, is worthy, she be worthy, shall possess the power of Thor. So it kind of adds that letter S to it. So that was pretty clever. So now everyone's like, wow. So Thor's been out since wow. the 60s. Obviously, Thor is a very manly oh, yes. themed character. Absolutely. Uh, and, and this boom. is also the uh, the run where um, Russell Dodderman comes in. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just defines the look of, of like Different Thor. artist for that. Yeah. So they do, uh, throughout the run, there is a couple different artists in. But Russell Dodderman, as much as a part as Asad Ribic was for the the, for the gore, the God Butcher run, um, Russell Donovan is is the guy for this run. <laughs> he, yeah, he, his art is so well thought. Again, very concise and well thought out, but it gives some room room to breathe and just brings out the dynamics and and um, Jane Foster. Well, and so for Jane, you know, uh, like I said, we won't really ruin the storyline because the storyline is good. Yes. Um, but Jane immediately realizes that not only is she incredibly strong as thor uh not only is she not even human anymore she can do all sorts of crazy cool god stuff and fly through space and everything else but she doesn't have cancer when she's thor yes uh and then on top of it she realizes there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that title and is she going to be accepted in asgard is she going to be accepted uh anywhere sure and she has to fight for that quality like every like step every, of it. Yeah. Yeah. Every quality <laughs> that respects uh, throughout the realm, um, in her own realm of Asgard, um, trying to establish some connections with Earth and Midgard, um, and trying to help out the the ten realms, you find out. Yeah. <laughs> Not just the nine, there's a tenth one Jason Aaron comes up with. So then um, you you know, you yeah. realize if she goes back and tells anyone that she's a human, that I'm Jane Foster that they'll immediately just say, oh, well, then you're not, you're just a placeholder, right? Yes. So so that's kind of relatively kept secret through the yeah, run. Yeah, through, uh, I would say about almost half till the run, the, yeah. half of the five, it's eight volume Everyone run. just sees a new Thor and they're like, wow, this must be a, a new god. And uh, the nice part of it is she, she does keep her human uh, perspective. Yeah, yes, I guess. Absolutely. You know, I so she... So she's like, well, I'm going to use this power to to help. I'm going to use this power to, you know, fight battles and make things right sure. and bring awareness yeah. and bring, you know, exactly. issues up. And, you know, at the beginning of this run and this part of the run, um, she's fighting to, like, hold her claim as Thor because everybody's trying to take it, trying to take her hammer away from mm-hmm. her, trying to stop her at all costs. And she has to rise above that and prove to them that she's worthy. Yeah. When all others in the realm are not clearly. So here, here's my uh, question for you. Okay. Who, who, what name another character do you think that could be Thor? Um, like outside of like no, like yeah. a, anyone in Marvel. 
What would be a fun Thor? Uh, like a what fun? would be a fun Thor? I have um, I have a, a guy in, in mind. Uh, we already seen Captain America. Like, yeah, just yeah. hold the hammer. Um, like Wolverine. Yeah, that's kind of on the nose. Yeah. Um, that's a tough one. Um, maybe Cole. Not Cole. So that'd be too cheap. Um, oh, you're thinking, you're thinking. All yeah. right, here's my thought. Let me think. Of, like, like '90s Gambit. 90s like, what Gambit. if he? Like, what if he had the hammer? <laughs> like, he would be number one. Okay. I mean, think about that. Mm. He, so he still has his kinetic. Yeah. He would still have his kinetic uh, mar- uh, uh, mutant energy, mm. and I think with Thor, he could be like a total like party goer smooth guy like all the way through I, thunder yeah it'd be like a enhances like, energy power yeah right like okay. i think that would be okay. a, wacky um, i think he could really jump into it i know like we can of like we can yeah, yeah. of like the younger avengers he was like his costume is basically like cosplaying thor that'd be cool if he could actually hold it yeah, that's and, cool because he has like ma- magic powers because he's uh one of the children of scarlet witch so like if it was someone who already had powers and then took the hammer, it was like it would just emphasize all of yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, there's always times where like Spider-Man gets to like parody yeah. and like love to flick a second. And you know, like uh, sometimes Frog Thor, the, there's there's there Frog you go. <laughs> That'd be cool if they gave like a little cameo to him. If we got like <laughs> alligator Loki, we can get that. Can I don't know. I didn't. I heard that there wasn't going to be multiverse Thors in the movie, but we'll see. We'll see. They might surprise us. How could they not? If they're going the way that they are in Doctor Strange 2. Yeah, yeah. um, We're going to get there. (laughs) So why not take the opportunity? If it's already convoluted, just throw it in. Yeah, why not? Just make it as crazy as possible. Absolutely. So the story continues with Lady Thor, and it's actually regarded as one of the best runs of some comics within the last 10 years. I Absolutely. mean, uh, it's very well received in the comic book community. It's really, really well done. It's not just like a girl for a girl's sake kind of thing. No. You know, it's Dressing really seriously real thought out. Yeah. <laughs> real thought provoking issues. And, yeah. And even the issues of, you know, when, when she becomes Thor, what, what happens to your human body? You know, if you're transforming, is there still a human body that's somewhere waiting for you or doing a, you know like Absolutely. are you transforming this energy and now you're totally and, becoming and she, something else yeah she there the big long game is there's a there's a war of the realms and she's trying to help fight that or prevent it doesn't really happen yeah <laughs> but that's where jason aaron's run ultimately is trying to build towards is the war of the realms um and it's great that he started uh, and even kept ties from his first issues of thor and was able to interweave those through the whole run and just make it one cohesive like epic quest well i really like that he kept going back to the idea that once you are an asgardian or once you are you know across the rainbow bridge that you're part of the realms like this isn't just you and if you're thor you need to pay attention to all of the realms and if you're odin (laughs) You need to pay attention to all the realms. If you're Loki, right. you pay attention to all the realms. There's a certain level of God that you reach that your <clears throat> your immediate concerns are not just yeah. your tiny little That's house. That's what Odin was know? doing. Like right. He's like, I'm looking after my realm first. 
Right. And I'm going to ignore everyone else. And so, and Thor, uh, Lady Thor was yeah, like, Jane, yeah. no, there's, there's more out there yeah. that needs to pay attention to. There's, there's exactly. you know, people everywhere that need our Just, help. Uh, the dynamics and, you know, there, I mean, it's, it addresses like political issues with the Asgard and things like that, but. Um, just, he really does a job of going in depth and diff- addressing different parts of the realm. And just, he thinks about it all and how they're, you know, relating to the Avengers and things like that. What can be done? Um, it, they address like environmental issues with rocks on oil company. Yeah. Yeah. That was a really cool, like real world, like, uh, how, how does, you know, Jane Foster and Thor interact with this? Well, I think the most important thing too, is now that there is a Thor doing Thor things, what happens to the original Thor? Yes. You know, what's, what's his side story and yeah. how can he still find Which relevance? It's interesting that you say it as a side story. Because yeah. She becomes the main character. Like basically. she takes over the title and yeah. Thor kind of pops in every once in a while. Yeah. Like, Jane, you can't do that. Right. And it's not until like the end of the run, the initial run that you're like, oh. Yeah. Like you <laughs> really involved, see yeah. like, okay, he needs to figure out where's his place now. And that... I think is going to be the main topic in the movie too, because it already shows us in the trailers that, you know, Chris Hemsworth Thor is like wanting to be back to the original Thor. Like he wants his old hammer. He wants, he keeps calling to it and he keeps trying to think like, Oh, I'll, I'll be okay. I'll get back to where I was. And, you know, there comes a point in any comic and any movie where the character has just moved beyond that that's it it's moved beyond that right you know yeah and it'll be really interesting to see kind of how um the director and the writers were able to condense this this big epic like 20 volume run yeah into about two and a half hours Uh, somewhere in there and then have time for all their little fun like improv stuff this could have been two out this could have been two movies this could have been three movies this could have you could have made this super big and who knows, you know, there's so much potential for this run to keep going. You know, we never know what, like, what they plan to do. Well, once uh, they opened it up where you can cross realms in the movie, you're yeah, like, realm, oh my multiverse, gosh, this is time travel. Yeah. You basically, there's, there's so much opportunity to be had to explore in these comics. So I would say this reinvigorated the character. If you can find um, your run of it, even digitally or at your library mm, or, you know, or... Um, uh, used bookstores, yeah, it is uh, definitely, definitely a great run. Um, Jason Aaron's The yeah. Mighty Thor, and if he's also written other titles such as Doctor Strange, a Wolverine, um, and he's he's continuing to be one of the great up and not up and coming. He's kind of like now a staple of the Marvel. Yeah, he's already there. Marvel Comics now. <laughs> He'll he's going to continue to write. He's not lines. a rookie. Um, he's writing Avengers right now, and. Um, he, I got to meet him at C2E2 a couple of years ago, and he was such a nice guy. So if you ever see him at a con, go approach him, read some comics, and tell him how much you love Tell him you heard the <laughs> podcast. Tell him you heard Bam Pow Cow Yeah, such a cool guy. So this has been another great episode of Bam Pow Comic Hour. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoy the movie, and we'll see you next time. This is Andrew Bonner. And Chris Ramos. Signing off.